The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst. And he said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. So who is the Holy Spirit? The third person of the Trinity. He was created between the relationship between the Father and the Son, because their love was so strong, it created another. And he promised to send the paraclete, the advocate, the person who pleads the cause for another. He is our intercessor. The Holy Spirit is known as, described as breath, wind, and fire. And we have all three of them today. That roaring wind. I was reflecting on that. You're sitting in a house and there's a roaring wind coming. In our time, the sirens go off. You have a choice. Hit the basement or watch it come. I'd be watching it come. I'm like my mother. When it gets close, I'll let you know. That's what she always told me. We have alarms that tell us if there's a wind coming with this magnitude, we have to take cover. And if you have a family, you really take cover because they'll tell you it's time to go. But the apostles stood still. They let the wind come. They had no idea what the Holy, how the Holy Spirit would respond when he came. They didn't know if he was going to walk in the door. They didn't know what to expect. And in came a roaring wind. And after that, tongues of fire rested on their head. And then life changed forever. They were speaking in languages they normally would never have spoken. The grace of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit to change lives. In the gospel reading, the Holy Spirit comes as simple as breathing. Think how many times you take a breath in and you let it out. 
We probably don't even know how many times we do that in an hour. The Holy Spirit can come that fast. When we look at the Holy Spirit throughout the sacraments, it's known as epiclesis. It's one of my favorite words. I don't know why, but in theology, I always remember this word, epiclesis. It's simply a calling down. We lay hands over someone or the gifts. It's a calling down of the Holy Spirit to make them holy, to have the, inter have the intercession of the Holy Spirit upon them. So, for example, in baptism, we lay hands over the font as we bless it, asking the Holy Spirit to make it a wellspring of holiness, as happened in creation. The Holy Spirit was active from the time of creation for us and beyond. He has not stopped working. There's also a laying on of hands right after baptism, before we anoint with chrism, when we anoint them as priest, prophet, and king. Priest, because we are people of prayer. Prophet, because we are called to proclaim the good news. And king, because we are heirs to the kingdom of heaven. All by the gift of the Holy Spirit. In reconciliation, we lay hands as we're doing the prayer of absolution. And yes, even with the screen, I still put my hand up. Because we're, now we're, we used to send the Holy Spirit. Now we're pouring the Holy Spirit. We're asking the Holy Spirit to come through us and pour itself over you. So you receive the forgiveness of sins. At Eucharist, the epiclesis comes right before the consecration. So when we put our hands over the gifts of bread and wine, calling the Holy Spirit down to make them holy. Confirmation. The bishop invites the priest to stand with him. He sometimes asks the congregation to also raise your right hand. He's calling the Holy Spirit down asking the Holy Spirit to give them the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They have them. They received them when parents said yes at baptism. But now they're accepting those gifts for themselves. We pray that they open their hearts to receive those gifts. I also share with them, those are seven gifts that are scripturally written but we all have gifts from the Holy Spirit, and we can use them throughout our life to bring others closer to Christ. You could be great at making cards. We have some people with great penmanship. You get to two of you together, and we have a card ministry. Some people like to go out and bring Holy Communion to the homebound. There's some in here right now. Wonderful gift. When they come up with their picks, they'll say one or two. Once in a while, I hear three. Each time they do that, I say thank you. Thank you for going out.
In marriage, we lay hands over them during the nuptial blessing. Ask the Holy Spirit to pour out his graces upon the new bride and groom. The anointing of the sick, the first prayer we do after the introduction is the laying on of hands and we pray quietly, either for successful surgery, um, maybe for healing of spirit, also at the end of life, that the angels will come. I always pray for St. Joseph to come and give him a peaceful, happy death and to walk them to heaven. And holy orders, there's one um, for deacon and priest and bishop. They lay hands over us and pray the prayer of ordination. And then when he is finished laying hands for priesthood, all the priests get to go through and lay hands on the soon-to-be uh, new fathers. The Holy Spirit is always with us. I think we call on Jesus more because we know him. We know him well. But there are three people in the Trinity, right? Father, Son, and Spirit. And we are people of the Spirit. So we can call on him for our intercession. He may not come as a, a roaring wind. He may not come as fire over our heads. But he can very well come in the simple act of breathing. May the Holy Spirit renew your hearts, renew my heart and yours. May he kindle in us the fire to go out and make disciples.